It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Players only love you when they're playing.
top, she screams. I put her out like a light, she'll be out for the night. Soon as I head her, hit the pillow, sweet dream. Wake her up about 30 minutes later, calling me the Terminator. Let's go again. Red zone, I'ma get a first down. Call me Luda True Breeze, I stole it. Welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Yeah, that's right. This is an all-new episode. Welcome to your week. We're doing it a little different this week because I am currently... Uh, I'm on the water. I'm on a cruise ship. I, I left the door open so you could potentially hear the uh, the ocean waves. Uh, we, are, we just went through Ketchikan, Alaska on our way to Juneau. And uh, it is, I guess, 12.36 a.m., no, it's 10, oh, sorry, it's 11.36 p.m. in Los Angeles, uh, 10.36 over here. It stays light, like, 18 hours a day, uh, so it's really eerie. It's really late, but you can still, it's like dusk here. We just had a, a really nice, um, I, I, I'll, ha I'll have to do a whole episode on the cruise experience so far, but thank you, everybody. My mom made it here. It has been... It has been delightful, and at the same time, it's family. So it's, it's, it's. It, we'll have we'll have to do a whole podcast about this when I get back. So uh, the internet is not great on the uh, the open waters. I can't imagine what settlers used to do. Uh, Lewis and Clark must have just been just having a horrible experience without really strong Wi-Fi. But regardless, we have a great episode today. It's not the pop culture roundup that we usually do, but. We do have a great guest. We have, I don't know if you've heard of a show called Vanderpump Rules. It's on Bravo. They just did their 10th season. I talk about it here and here and there on this show. Uh, but we have Kristen Doty. Yeah, we got Kristen Doty on the podcast today. Now, she has a podcast with her dude, Luke, uh, Sex, Love, and What Else Matters, which I highly recommend you check out. In fact, I was just on her podcast last week, and she returned the favor, and <laughs> it was just... It, 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 I don't, the adult word, the adult word isn't, it tickles me to no end that Kristen Doty is on the show. I mean, it, that just, it's, in, that's an insane sentence to say for so many reasons. But we did this interview last, uh, last Wednesday, I believe. And last Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. And if you guys remember the lineup of events, if, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you can skip right to Kristen Doty's interview. But I was sick. I got sick because uh, I, I think it was just a mixture of bad health and stress. And I got sick for a couple of days. And this is the first interview back. I had to cancel a bunch of interviews on Monday and Tuesday. This is my first interview back on Wednesday. And I, I, I had to text Dodie afterwards, which I don't know why I call her Dodie now. Like, I, don't, I barely know her. I had to text Kristen Dodie afterwards and say, hey, I'm sorry. I don't think that was my best interview 
thank you for being so good because I think I was out of my flipping head. In fact, my Patreon, they even like gave me a bunch of questions. I had those. I was so out of my gorge, you guys. I think I had an out-of-body experience. But hopefully, there is still stuff that you... I mean, she's great. I, I just I, I want you to know that I hope to have her back so I can do a proper interview where I'm completely in my body. And <laughs> like, There's like 30 questions that I was like, oh my God, why didn't I even... I just totally spaced. But anyways, I think this is a great conversation. I hope you guys like it. If you don't like it, please don't let me know. <laughs> please, I'm on the open waters. Uh, I think we're going to be doing... Uh, we're, I think I'm going to be doing something a little different this week in terms of a So Bad It's Good rewind. But um, who knows? Just subscribe to the podcast. It'll show right up into your feed. And then we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming next Monday. So this is an all-new episode, and then we're going to do maybe some special stuff. Uh, but thank you so much for understanding. I'm trying to be as present as possible. And uh, unfortunately, that is so hard for me because my my normal environment now is just sitting here talking to you guys. So I have felt like just in a couple of days that I've missed so much. So I'm a, I feel like I'm so out of the loop and I have so much to talk to you guys about. But I'm going to just cut right to the interview and it's going to be okay. And that's it. Uh, but God, Chris and Doty, can you imagine? This is, I. it just, wow, very, very cool. I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you have the best week ever. I hope you have the best weekend ever. And um, yeah, no, I, I, mom's doing, mom's doing really great. In fact, my sister was like, oh, you're, you, you're going to think we made it up that she was in the hospital for four days last week because she was doing so good. I mean, there's little things here and there, but just, she's doing, she's doing really good. Um, but we'll go into that all of that at another time thank you for all the well wishes and uh my whole family thanks you so okay christian doty here we go her podcast sex love and what else matters uh you can find it on all podcasting outlets give it a shot you probably already have listened to it but i think she's awesome uh her dude luke is not in this but i hope to talk to him again he was so nice and i'm really curious to see what is announced in the upcoming month about potentially a return to television, which we dance around here. And, uh, uh, you know, my whole thing with these interviews is I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I don't want anything to get back to production and be like, ah. So I try to respect as much as I can uh, keeping things as vague as possible, if that makes sense. Uh, Anyways, here she is, the one, the only, Kristen Doty. Oh, also, you guys, there's a little bit of crackling um, with her mic a little bit. I try to correct it as much as possible, uh, but just so you know, I'm aware that it's there. I try to clean it up. Um, Please be kind. (laughs) Welcome back to So Bad It's Good. You guys, I've been sick for the last couple of days, so this is my first uh, interview back. I was supposed to do this on Monday, and it really killed me to have to push this because this is truly one of those kind of uh, really vision board interviews for me. Uh, I was so lucky to do her podcast week and I'm so excited to have her on today. Now I consider her part of the Beatles of reality show cast. And of course I am talking about Vanderpump rules, uh, but she is doing so much more than that. I really highly recommend her podcast, sex, love, and what else matters, uh, that she does with her boyfriend, Luke. And I was 
like I said, honored to be on her show last week. So stop this right here and go listen to that. Then come back and listen to this. It's only an hour and 10 minutes, but go support that show. Um, but you also know her from the James May Clothing Company. You know her from the Witches of WeHo Wine. You also will be seeing her upcoming on your screens again in E's reality television series, The Goat. Um, maybe we'll see her in some form of Vanderpump Rules again because we saw her at the climactic final episode of season 10. I mean, season 10 was worse than the actual Titanic tragedy that's happening right now. Um, but uh, I, I'm just, she's a pop culture lover like like we all are. So I just can't wait to get into everything with her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kristen Doty. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. Quite the intro. <laughs> well, Kristen, I forgot your book too, by the way. I have a hard copy edition of your book that was released in 2020, I believe. You yes. can get this on Amazon. He's making you crazy. How to get the guy, get even, and get over it. Um, so you're an author. You know, you're in the wine biz, you're in the clothing biz, and you're in reality television, and now you're in the podcasting biz. Uh, what's been your favorite biz of all of the business? I mean, you know, you don't do you don't do reality TV for your health. You do it so you can have a bunch of business. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh, my favorite my favorite experience was writing the book. Yeah, like it's a guys, it's a good book. And the thing, like you know, it, you know, came out I think in twenty twenty. And uh, for a second there, I think this was even going to be made into a movie of some sort. There was even like a production deal almost in place, which I still think there's a possibility for that in the future. Would you consider writing a second book, a follow-up? Yeah, we, yes, we would definitely write a second book. Um, it was like, it was su such a fast, like turnover that we had from the time we had written a couple of chapters to when we got a publisher to sign us to like finishing the book. It all happened pretty quickly. And it was so much fun. And just the whole experience with writing with my partner, Michelle, um, she wrote How to Lose Bag in 10 Days, which was such a really simple book, but became one of the biggest rom-coms of our time, if not the biggest rom-com of our time. <laughs> so that whole experience, just writing with her and learning more about like comedic timing and storytelling and, you know, taking out the excess cuss words that aren't necessarily necessary, you know, oh, fuck, but really, fuck that, fuck, fuck that. that, you know, yeah, <laughs> this is, this From is the life. red band edition podcast. We we're, we're able to curse here. <laughs> no, we definitely curse in the book, but it like became, it was such an interesting thing because we wanted the book to be in my voice as if I were the one telling these stories, um, in the way that I speak, but also you want it to be a good book. So I thought one of the funniest thing, well, two of the, the things that stick out to me the most, number one, I've read that book out loud, no less than 5,000 times, because that was part of our writing process was, you know, one of us was writing, the other one had to be reading it out loud as we were writing it because we're like, nope, that doesn't, I don't like the way that sounds. And then toward the very end, we went through this document, um, like the entire document, and we wrote in every single swear word we could think of to see where they were placed and like, was it necessary? You know, it's like nudity in movies. <laughs> like, is it a cheap thrill or is it necessary? Yeah, that's a No, that's, I can totally, and you come from an acting background as well. So it is interesting when you are even like breaking down a script or your audition sides, you're really going through these things. And it kind of seems like it was almost like a, a coaching process or with your acting partner of going over the things and hitting the right beats. How weird is it for you though, it's so much attention, not only in the book, but in the series. And even to this day, your podcast is even about this. 
is about your relationships. Like how you're, you're mining your own personal trauma and tragedy and also really funny stories for content, which is all about reality television. Yeah. Like you said earlier, though, like, how does that affect your psyche? Like, are you just like a brick wall at this point? Um, I, I'm like part part brick wall, but like the kind that you can like, it starts to get maybe not brick, but it's like concrete starts to get wet and then you like chip away at it. So like you can you can like see through the hole of like vulnerability. So it's like a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I think we've seen you go through so many relationships on the show. And then when you're off the show, you know, you you would had a, another, uh, you know, a, a longer term relationship. And and now you're with Luke, who seems a great guy. But it's one of those things where we're as an audience member still treating you like you're on reality television. So we look at Luke and we're like, oh, this is like season 11 of Vanderpump Rules with Luke <laughs> and Christian, even if you're not on. Do you sometimes fall into the trap of thinking about your life like a reality television series just because you're accustomed to it? Um, not really. I mean, I didn't feel that way on Vanderpump. Well, in the beginning, I didn't feel that way about Vanderpump. And I think that's why we kept going. I was explaining this um, to Maggie Lawson. I did her podcast the other day and we were just kind of chatting like off once we were done with the podcast. She was like, man, I wanted to ask you so much more about reality TV and yeah. There's just so, so many questions because she's very not familiar with the space, right? And I said, like, well, let me paint a picture for you that, like, seasons one, two, for sure. They, the production, they had an idea, right, of what Lisa told them. These waiters and waitresses are like and the, all the infidelity and the best friends and the fighting and whatnot. And, but they were like, well, we don't know where the story lies. They don't know where is this story arc going to be? What is this? What does the showrunner need to do? So they really were flies on a wall. But once they get to know us and then we understand what our job is and it's not just to show up and kind of like shoot the shit. Like there, there are stories to tell and there are truths to be told. And that's the part of reality TV that can like be awesome. It's like a blessing and a curse, right? Yeah. So by the I way, I love like, I love Lisa. By the way, like there's truths to be told. We've got to mine your your you kids' stories. <laughs> the kids, I know the kids thing. He and Andy Cohen both. I'm like, it's like all oh, the Vander kids. I'm like, Jacks have to turn fifty before we're not called Vander kids anymore. Or wait, no. Or even how much did it frustrate you during the reunion? Every time DJ James Kennedy was brought up, he cheated. Oh, oh, you dropped out. Hello. I lost you. Okay, sorry. I was saying, how frustrating was it even during the reunion? You had DJ James Kennedy going every time he was cheating. He was like, "I was twenty-five. I was yeah. like, you know, he's going to be doing that into his forties. You know, he's like, I was forty-two. Yeah, forever. But um, yeah. I, so anyway, it's like it 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 started. Feel life was a real, an actual reality show, like with that those you know middle to end seasons. Um, because it was a little more of a job, but it was still life. So that being finished with it, I had like obviously a really big break, like far, far away, as we all kind of did because of the pandemic and everything. So now as of late, feeling like I could, you know, doing doing Vanderpump again, doing that one scene with Ariana, like that was, I was like, is this going to be like riding a bike? Is this going to be was like, it? you know, um, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you had a very, I mean, you kind of came in at this crucial time in the series where everybody, and I asked you this last week was that I, I said, is there no part of you that feels good that, that, that there has been an overwhelming kind of support of having you back here. And there was this, Oh, you know, there was this excitement to see you again. Does that feel good? Or are you the type of person that, uh, you know, you're, you're negative self-talking the entire time? A little bit of both. Like you and I talked about the negative self-talk and the like lack there, lack of confidence. Um, yeah. So it, I also like don't want to get excited as much as I do want to get excited because people on the internet, fans of reality television, change their mind very quickly. What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about at all. No, I listen. I told you last week I was the biggest uh, Mr. Sandoval fan that that there. I I, I would have. I thought the sun hung for. I I was wild, and so that quickly when things changed and you got a whole different perspective and. You know, listen, you are a famous reality show, you know, quote unquote detective um, that, you know, we go back and we look at all these context clues that we really didn't pay attention to at the time because we were so wanting to believe the best of him. And I think that's very interesting. And it's something we seem to give male reality stars a lot more grace than we ever do female really reality stars. Has that been your experience? Absolutely. I remember one season, I wish I could claim this as my own, but I, I won't. Um, producer Jerry, as everyone knows him, Jeremiah, <laughs> we were doing um, we were doing one of my interview days, like my those confessional moments, right? For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Um, one of our interview days, and we were discussing this exact topic, and he, he um, brought up the term empathy. Like, why does it feel that these men are getting all this sympathy, but the women absolutely or not does it feel like there's this empathy about them and i was like oh, yes queen like that yes <laughs> yes it queen. does feel that way because it did feel that way when i was on vanderpump and you know we've seen obviously Jax is a, a very much changed person you know he's a husband he's a he's a great dad like but i'm talking vanderpump days it was like oh that's just Jax. oh well schwartz is just you know he's just schwartz it just he messes up but he's really sweet and it's like Tom being the extra person that he is. I mean, that's not a reason to not like Tom. And I think this, but even back then when Tom and I were going through the things we were going through, it was like, well, look what she did. Of course he did that. Look, look at her. You know, it, it was always that kind of thing. And, and I'm not sure why, maybe because we had more females, maybe the females were a little louder and more present. Um, we didn't, shit uh, you know as much as they did and i just think they were forgiven a lot interesting no, i i think still to this day they are i i don't think that i mean i don't think that has really changed that much and as much as we tear people down we like to build them back up and it's like this really interesting thing that you really can see a microcosm of on reality television in general i meant to ask this that this is going to be my first question to you in the beginning and by the way thank you so much for coming on here again because I was going to ask, how sick are you of this? How sick are you of talking about this? Like you, you know, obviously you are doing this amazing podcast of yourself where you talk about it. You've been guesting on, you know, every la la and all of these people. And I hate that we're asking the same questions, but thank you for doing this for my audience. How sick yeah. of you are, are, are you? I mean, we're just mining the same we're, pain I think for we're you. all kind of sick of just talking about Tom Sandoval, to be honest. I yeah. think that the, just the fascination is still there because it was such like a mind exploding thing. 
that did continue on for a bit and we were still getting little like nuggets you know, little easter eggs like here and there um but i feel like it's finally like the thing is they also don't have a lot of time before they'll start filming their next season so it's yeah. almost like it's just rolling right into it's almost like a 24 or a 12 month you know 24 hour a day series right now for them so well for, I think, but i mean for you as well in a sense Kristen, yeah. because who knows what's going to happen in the future but i will say right. on top of you know they've had extended breaks but they're not used to it because the brand deals are rolling in and things like that. So this has been one constant push of work where the cameras are down, but everybody is still working at a front frenetic pace because, you know, Lala has her pod, Sheena has her pod, you have your pod, Ariana. Like, so you guys have not stopped. Like this is the busiest this cast of Vanderpump rules has been forever. Oh, what totally. up, Billy? Sorry. Gibson. Oh, you're being a Yorkshire terrorist. Gibson, can you please bully <laughs> down? He's like, Mom, it's so quiet in here. Mom's talking. <laughs> yes, Mom, stop talking about Sandoval again, please. He's like, no more. <laughs> um, <laughs> sick of it. But I think we're, I think the, the sick of it thing is that, like, there is no resolution, really. Yeah, yes. I think that's what makes us sick of it. There was no resolution to it. So we're all kind of going, so now what? Well, great. Ariana's happy she's succeeding she's flourishing like that's what we all wanted and katie i feel like didn't really get enough at, toward the end of especially at the end of the season it kind of like the scandal thing took over but it was like well what about what about what katie went through with rachel and with her divorce from her husband you know it was a bit overshadowed and especially at the reunion i wish that we could have heard a little more from katie but at the same time now i feel like maybe the scandal is out of the way so we can finally see what is the resolution going to be or what is the you know the end all be all going to be in the beginning of vanderpump season 11. you know we're going to see okay so we have technically missed them maybe not in social media maybe not in paparazzi photos but on the screen for a few months so now it's going to be okay well we get to see something about her katie are you dating anyone ariana who are you dating let's talk about your dude Let's kind of, kind of, like, let's just nudge Sandoval out of the way and let's start talking <laughs> about what the girls are doing for a minute. Um, I would, I'm going to ask two things about Sandoval and then we're done. Um, and they're more kind of like statements <laughs> in a set. No, no, like just the fact that Sandoval, you're right though. Like there is no resolution. So I think that's where we kind of proverbially get blue balls as an audience because I think we're hoping that he's like, okay, I totally get it, dude. I'm so sorry. I really get it. I, I fuck. And he's not like this. He no. seems like he's upset at us, the audience, at you guys. And mm -hmm. there seems to be almost a godlike complex that we're seeing more and more where I'm shocked about him still on the road. You know, and it's like, it's not even noble because he's not doing this to cure cancer. He's out there. Right. It's not like he needs to do these shows because the, the, hit, the fate of the world depends on it. That's well, the and, thing that scares well, and, me. That going but what I'm reading, one. what I'm reading and hearing is like he's doing a lot of these shows, if not all of them, for free. But he's paying his band for practicing, as he told us, paying them for the shows. So essentially, he's just losing money to keep the attention on him because he needs that to validate himself so much. No one's asking you to quit life, dude. Okay, you didn't. You, you cheated. You did something really shitty. You treated your friends like shit. You involved you know the people in millions of homes across the world and the nation especially and you really like 
heartstrings, like you hurt them, right? But like you didn't kill someone. So no one's asking you to give up on life for real. But like, yeah. how about just take a minute? How about like sit back, get off the get off Instagram, get off the internet, don't tour with your band for a bit. Maybe go home and be with your parents. Maybe just like be low key until you start filming again. Take some time to yeah. truly self-reflect. But like, well, exactly. No. That, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, you, you know, who knows about Raquel Rachel, but like, you know, no listen, sure. I'm not, I'm not praising her at all, but at least she mm. stayed out of this. And at least she's, who knows, hopefully it's I true agree. that she really is getting help. But well, Tom needs that help, if not more, I would think, because totally. there seems to be a pattern of behavior. If we put you into the mix, if we put Ariana, if we put Raquel, there seems to be this history of behavior that you keep repeating. And that's what scares me as a fellow dude, where I'm like, wow, do we never face our own issues? And you, above anyone else, also knows, you know, there are consequences to things. You know, like oh, he's yeah. got to accept that there's consequences. Like, you you know, like, you, you're you not, you know, like you're not dead. But that's what, the last thing I wanted to say, when I did interview him, he brought this up and it always fascinated me. And I'm, I'm thrilled that I get to ask you about this. He brought up the time when you guys had broken up mm -hmm. and you had to go on Watch What Happens Live and he convinced you, or he convinced you, I believe, to act like you weren't broken up yet on Watch What Happens Live because it would, um, is that true or not, Kristen? He did not convince me of anything. Number one, they asked that of us because that was season, the end of season two. Yes, the end of season two. And of course, we broke up at this time that like we had just gotten done filming. We weren't even up for the next season yet we're doing press and he was already dating ariana i of course was like this is awesome you know i still wanted to be with tom and i'm like time to be with me like i, I didn't say it like that but i remember just thinking like oh, we get to go to new york together we get to go to san diego together for press we get to go do this together like play cool girl like i used to and he is going to fall back in love with me he did, it was not his idea. We were told that we could not spill the beans. Because if you think about Vanderpump as a series, we were not, if you, I mean, if anyone can even look back that far, when Instagram started, when social media became a thing, maybe it was like season three, right? Something like that. We were not allowed to post during filming anything that might give away any kind of storyline. And then when social media became such this magnifying glass that you just can't escape is when production started going, oh, we're going to use this to our advantage. Like you guys are going to have an Instagram war, like on camera, you know, like you <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, certain yeah, yeah. seasons, it was like the guys are here, the girls are there. Okay, go post this to make the guys jealous or whatever. So I think production started realizing they can't escape the fact that social media is there, that fans are going to take photos, that, you know, things are going to be spilled. So they just said, well, let's lean into it. But back in season two, that was not Tom's idea. And he was absolutely miserable that he had to pretend to be with me still. Well, I just didn't know if there was another thing of him potentially controlling a narrative and trying to say like, hey, this is what this is what we have to do, dude. And like that kind of thing. I didn't know if he was trying like back I mean, then. He would have loved to have just been like, we broke up. I'm with Ariana. I'm not with this chick anymore. Like he kicked me out of our apartment. You yeah. know, he unscrewed I mean, the listen, light bulbs. The he stole all you the had the first revenge dress. <laughs> well, he unscrewed the light bulbs and stole all the silverware. When he wanted me out of the apartment and I'm like, 
I am allowed to be here till the end of December for my rent check. So if you want me here, go stay at Sheena. This is when she he would sleep at Sheena and Shay's house. And I was like, you broke up with me too bad. I need time to get an apartment. And one day I came home from Sir. And the light bulbs were all unscrewed. The mattress <laughs> was gone. The couch cushions were gone. The silverware was gone. All of my Sorry. stuff out of the dresser. No, oh, it is actually funny. Uh, the dresser and all of the closets was just piled up like this high on the side of my my side of the bed. And I just called him and I was like, do you know how much more difficult you made this for me to move out? I can't, like, you just made this 10 times harder. Um, be here that... on the 31st. Oh my God. It's... See, that's what I mean. Like, wow, that is, that is wild. But I can completely picture that. Um also, so, I mean, this season, you've already been through this, but you've also grown as a person, you know, like, I mean, this is, you're coming back off kind of a break. Like you said, everybody was on a break, but you didn't have to film, a, you know, a very bad season of Vanderpump Rules and you got to watch this season unfold. And, uh, but to go back before even any of this started, you were an actor in Los Angeles. These, this is very, you know, all very true. This was your friend group, you know, Stassi, Katie, Schwartz, all of these people. I mean, I was an actor in Los Angeles uh, around the same time. I mean, you could never have perceived or, you know, reality television in general. What were your favorite reality television shows back then? What were you watching back so then? We weren't watching any reality shows. Tom and I did not have cable. So when we got Vanderpump Rules and we found out we were definitely going to be filming this show, we splurged. We got cable, that famous DVR box. And we binged all of the hills and all of Jersey Shore, beginning to end the entire both series, just to be like, what is it like? What do you do? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, well, you guys like, crushed. What? I mean, you guys, you guys really crushed it. I mean, you did. You kind of. Uh, I mean, I think you guys rate way above the hills and way. I mean, in terms of continuation, now like, way above now Jersey Shore. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, then to like fast forward all the way to like your current dude, Luke, who like really nice guy. But like when you talk to him, he's like, I don't really watch Vanderpump Rules. I don't that like I just is there a part of you that's like, I would like to keep this relationship and kind of this glass lucite case that I don't ever have to permeate with a reality show bubble. And because I, I want to protect this and sometimes reality television Get, gives into our baser desires to make good content. Is there a part of you, and I'm not saying that you guys would ever come back to television, but is there a part of you that is scared about that? And is Luke scared about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, a little bit, but I feel like I just have my head on my shoulders, like a lot straighter than before. And I think if we were to come back to reality TV again in a different capacity, like on a different show, which I would, I've said very publicly, I would love to do. Like Luke and I have definitely had that conversation because really in the beginning of our relationship, I said, if I ever have this opportunity again and you want to be with me, just know this is like a non-negotiable for me. So I just need you to like know that, like see it for what it is. Cause you got to think back to like the Stassi Patrick days, right? Like Patrick, before he actually was on camera, refused, right? Refused, refused. And it just makes your life a total living hell. And at this point in time, if I were to do television again, the producers, they, they know what I know and I know what they know. And it's like, if you have a boyfriend that you're wanting to be with truly forever, this isn't like some dude. 
he's going to have to be a part of it. So Luke is aware that if that time were to come, um, yeah, he definitely has reservations. He doesn't watch TV, reality TV at all. He doesn't know that world. LA is still fairly new to him and he's still just trying to like to be like anchored in the ground here because it's just not his jam. But, but he's, you know, well, maybe I'm not worried about you so much. I'm worried about Luke. What if he becomes like a bad boy? What if he's like, what if LA corrupts him? And he, all of a sudden he's like at the end of Greece with Sandy, like, tell me about it, stud. Oh and he's my all in God. leather. Like what happens then, Kristen? What are you going to do? You got to like keep him like in shape. The thing is here, I know why he's going to be safe. I took him to Zara at the Glendale <laughs> Mall. And I said, let's try to find like, you're like, it's your style. And he walked in and he was like, health and we got matching sneakers so i was like okay Kristen, we need to get him into a we need to get him into a chunky sweater asap we need to get a tight chunky sweater on that guy starts wearing like shirtless and just chunky sweaters um i'm joking around and i know if no but if he stops wearing you know those like blue and green like glass like sunglasses like fishermen and like golfers like midwest dudes wear if he stops wearing those i'll i'll raise concerns right now (laughs) he's still He's still he polo shirt. He's okay. Luke all of a sudden is like, I want you to use my diff eyewear code. And you're like, oh, wait, Luke, please. Um, okay. You, you, we talked about this last week. You love Daily Mail. Like I love Daily Mail. Like we're just constantly on it. But is it, is there any kind of, um, like you are a part of pop culture in the sense that, you know, I would consistently see you in the Daily Mail or I will probably consistently see you to come, you know, it, that separation for you, how do you view yourself in terms of a pop culture figure? Because before I met you as a person, you are a pop culture figure to me. Like I thought talking to you would be like Chris Farley in that sketch with Paul McCartney of like, <laughs> do, you re- do you remember that one time where you wore the revenge dress? Like that was, that was awesome. Like now that I kind of know you a little bit, it's becoming, you know, you're a real person. Are you able to separate pop culture as we see it, the fans and your actual life, if that makes sense. I mean, I just see myself as the exact same person that I was. Um, and I think even that break that I had probably like grounded me a, a bit more, which was really nice. So like, I don't see myself as a culture, like anything. Like I get it. I get the show is like a massive hit and I, I understand, but I just feel like me. Well, like, I, I have so many different groups of friends and like, it's even with my Vanderpump friends, you know, it's like Brock's birthday was not that long ago. And Sheena was like, oh, I want to do a surprise birthday at Universal. And we were all just us, like in our athleisure and in our sweats and, and just being normal and not, I don't know. It just, to me, I don't feel differently. I mean, luckier, like for sure, more fortunate, <laughs> but not any different. Dude, Sheena is like, Sheena, Sheena has not stopped going out for 10 years now. Like, the girl, I mean, nothing like the Dude. kid didn't slow her. She'll bring the kid with, I mean, like, I mean, Summer Moon, like, by the way, you know, amazing parent. But at the same time, I'll look at Sheena's social media and I will get exhausted because you, same. and you really feel she wants to be there. Like, she loves it. Oh, she yeah. loves it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And she, like, the fact that she can handle it. She and I talked about this not that long ago when she was doing her Vegas shows, right? That she was doing that show, yeah. the sex show. Uh, um and I, what was she and I weren't like really tight around that time, but I remember being like, did she just go from LA to Vegas to like San Diego, like in the same day? 
or like Palm Springs to whatever. And now, and now with a baby and a husband and a successful show and a successful podcast, and she's still doing the same thing. She's like, oh, we're going to Disney tomorrow. Then we have to go to here. And then we have, we're going to the Palm Springs house for like two days, but then I'll be back in Marina. But then we have to go to <laughs> San Diego to see Roxanne. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? I'm like, I, I schedule my days. Like, do I have to go over the hill to like West Hollywood? <laughs> Yeah, like get out of bed maybe this time and then yeah, like, maybe shower. I don't know. Friends in West Hollywood are like, you want to hang out? And I'm like, let me see if I have errands to run um, and I will hit you up that day. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not talking Gina about Sheena at all. No, she but, has like, nonstop energy. Like I bow down. <laughs> no, but I was thinking about in terms of a season 11 um, that we know is going to happen. Like people were like, well, the show is so famous right now. The show is so successful again. And, you know, I imagine if you go out in public, you are probably approached many times over now. Um, and you probably all, always have been, but I think there's a white hot heat on all of you guys right now um, that uh, my friend Kiki was like, hey, how are they going to film this when, you know, you go out, they're probably going to get mobbed. How? But part of me was like, maybe that's the fascinating aspect of this is to see what this spotlight how it changes people again. Like, is there this in my weird meta head? I was like, is there a way that we've seen it change Sandoval? But like, what if we see it change one of the other cast members? What if somebody Ooh. gets too big for their britches because of so many brand deals or fighting over the same brand deal? Is there a yeah. world in which you think production would ever focus on this stuff of the meta behind the scenes stuff? I do. I think so. I think they like crept into that this past season on Vanderpump Rules. They finally started breaking the fourth wall. I mean, I remember like in seasons past, the first time we got to hear Jeremiah's voice, like talking, yeah. I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> oh, okay. We're, we're inching our way. Right. And I think, um, the cart, in my opinion, the Kardashians really opened that door for other shows to do the same, especially Vanderpump rules, because they've been such a Vanderpump has been such a, an ensemble cast, which has barely been the same with additions. Right. Um, and although the Kardashians are clearly a family, but I think when they moved to the Kardashians to Hulu and they were very much like, we can't do this bullshit anymore. We have to break the fourth wall completely, like shatter it. And I find it so much more compelling and so much more interesting. And I think that Vanderpump's finally like leaning into that as well, instead of trying to push back from it. Have you ever met and, any of the Kardashians? Chloe. Uh, I've met Chloe was a couple times. Oh, was it like amazing. a po po poker tournament or something, or was that? No, it, uh, Stassi and I went to, she had uh, Becca Cosmetics, which isn't even a company anymore, but um, Chloe and who was it? Chloe and somebody had like their own like eye like palette or something like that. Yeah. They had a party. So Stassi and I went with Jared um and chloe walked right up to us and she was like oh my god i love you guys and we're like what <laughs> i love you i love you i have like so many photos from that i'm like best friends forever oh my um, god you gotta repost those photos i want to see those photos in the past yeah and i've yeah. i've definitely like dm'd with chloe she's super sweet i've I sent her my book i i've sent her things before like she gave me like an address and um but she could not be more kind but that is it. I've definitely, I've seen like Kylie and Chris at like upfronts in the past. Um, yeah. Because we were all in MCU, but all like, you know, out of arm's reach. Well, we had a little bit of a disagreement uh, last week on your show about the Kardashians because you're saying you're giving them credit. And for me, I think 
if, if you want to give them credit that I think Vanderpump completely smashed that ceiling has completely walked in and is so much more entertaining from an audience perspective. And maybe it's just because of the level of success that the Kardashians are at, but you were truly like, Oh, I love this season. I watch every episode. I'm really enthralled with, with it. And for me, I, I don't know if this is from a male perspective and that that's potentially why, but it's like, they're so huge. They're all billionaires that, there still seems to be a false reality, even when they're trying to present their reality, that there feels yeah. like there's this glass up. It's like it's like how Lisa Vanderpump is shot through like Vaseline lens. I feel like that's really? like the Kardashians for me. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm already tired of the Dolce & Gabbana narrative. Like, okay, we get it. He did. Courtney, yeah, Kim knows, how to pick, Kim knows how to pick her own clothes, you guys. It finally happened. Yeah. Like, okay, now what? Now what? Yeah. But I still um, find others, others, yeah, Kim's stuff I don't find very intriguing right now. But as I said, when, you know, you and I talked last, like, I'm a huge Kravis fan right now. What did you, what did you think about the pregnancy announcement? Thing. What did you think about the pregnancy announcement? It really wasn't like an actual pregnancy announcement, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant because she took a little, um, all the small things video. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah, I mean, Friday night this was announced. I was, of course, on my phone, as I do 24-7, and I saw this and was able to post it. And I was genuinely really happy because if you watch the show, you guys, and you see this in public, they're literally having sex every hour on the hour. It doesn't matter if they're <laughs> private or not. And so, like, you, you know, she was off IVF, and this happened. So I was, like, genuinely happy. And yeah. it's very interesting. I posted something that I thought would be genuinely very a happy post. And it wasn't joking. I wasn't doing one of my like, you know, sarcastic posts. And immediately it was like a lot of happiness, but immediately like, this is so gross. How dare this person? Oh, it's so fake. Da, da, da. And I was like, wait a sec. Yeah. I mean, it's fake, but also there's this thing of them sharing it with the audience as well, because right. we're a part of their lives, whether they like it or not. So they're right. letting us know as well. I mean, did you perceive it to be that way as well? I know I just thought they it was like here's our public announcement and what a yeah. cuter more fun way to do it and if you can see in the audience like Penelope's there her daughter and then I, I saw like one of his daughters like in just kind of in the area because of course when I like zoomed in on the photo I was like where is security why are there so many people around her <laughs> it's like her camp so I'm like okay good I have concerns for the child I have concerns for Courtney's safety um, but I thought it was like, so just fun. And maybe, you know, it, maybe it was also for them. Maybe she thought like this would, maybe Travis didn't know she was going to do that at the show. Yeah. Travis yeah. knew she was going to do that at the show. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. 
Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Oh my god! I want I want to see I, so I want to see Courtney do the marker. I want to see Court. I'm if now if somebody else made a it. sign. Yeah, I like Courtney. Like I hope Mason took. Oh really? Doing it. Steph Chef, I didn't see that. Steph um, took a photo of Courtney sitting on the concrete, like it was already outlined, and she was like filling it in. And I mean, it doesn't look like it was done by a professional. Come on. <laughs> by the way, they paid a million dollars for that sign. It was, it was, <laughs> it was like Damien Hurst made this. No, um, I, I think it's very interesting though our reaction to that. And this is you know involving Vanderpump Rules and you. Like we are so quick. Like you know, it's like myself included, we will tear a moment apart. We will take everything good out of it. We'll suck the marrow from it and we'll make it bad. And if something bad, we'll make it good. It's very interesting. And I don't know where we go from here as a student of pop culture, even taking away Vanderpump rules. Where do you think we go from here? 
Vander Pump, you mean? No, with with pop culture in general, in terms of the social media, the the you know the audiences, we are so frenetic and we are so frantic. Uh, we really sometimes ruin things. Yeah, that's true. But I think, uh, I mean, and I'm I I will say I don't I don't comment or like make fun of people publicly ever. It's just like not my not my vibe. Um, but I think the tough thing with reality television is that there's not a lot out there that is legit that you're actually watching live like a docu-series you know like yes the kardashians are considered a docu-series but they are all executive producers vanderpump i think stands out as something that is not produced by any of them or us when i was on it we have nothing you know we don't get a say of what's on the cutting room floor and i think it's a very authentic show and i only get frustrated with that because reality television is so popular right now and it has been that there i feel like networks production companies are just reaching like what's the next big yeah, yeah. what's the next yeah. big kardashians it's like but you can't force something like that you have to yeah like, I mean, find the diamond in the rough not to say that, there's not another thing out there but you can't cast it you can't force it but that's what I'm saying. You guys were magic in that sense is that yeah. you could never replicate that. You know, we were talking about last week, that initial scribbling of like, this person dates this person, this person is broken up with this person. That to me is magic. It's so rudimentary if you look at that picture and you guys were able to create magic out of this real moment in your lives that we all felt as well because we were going through real moment in our lives and to watch you guys get successful through that and watch the ups and downs and ups and downs and to see where each one of you guys are now. That's why I compare it to you know the, the the Beatles in a sense and I know people might laugh at that but think about that like when the Beatles broke up as well everybody went their own ways but they were only truly powerful together in a certain way everybody had like everybody loves George Harrison's music to this day everybody they all had amazing things but together there was like weird magic and I hate that the weird magic for you guys is when somebody fucking cheats on a nine-year relationship and you're like ah oh, wonder team activate you know yeah, we're the Fleetwood Mac of reality. Yes, yeah, by the way, well, you love, wait, wait, what's your favorite uh, Fleetwood Mac song, by the way? That is so unfair. I can't even, it depends on the day. Um, I will say in this current moment, in maybe the last couple of months, I've dipped back to the the dreams and go your own way rebuttal story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just very like now, you know, Have like he wrote, he wrote go your own way. And so she was like, okay, well, I'll write dreams. Dude, you guys, there's a book I mean, on the making of fleet, the making of rumors, and it is one of the if if there would ever, and I guess Daisy Jones and the Six is kind of trying to do that, but I would love, yeah. I would love a full documentary on the making of rumors because you talk, I mean, it is like Vanderpump Rules in a sense. I mean, they I were mean, all they fuck, they fight, and, and they're still family at the end of the day. What's the hardest you've ever cried? What's the hardest you've ever cried at a Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks song? Sorry, personal question. <laughs> Silver Springs in concert. Right? Yes. Front row, like arm on the stage. I got to take the set list. I framed it. I gave it to my mom. Mick signed it. And yeah, and when and Christine McPhee, Rust in Paradise. Christine, this was all five of them playing on this tour. And when they did when Christine McPhee did Silver Springs, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Wait, was that the one and at the landslide. forum? Was that at the forum? It, yeah, I, like I, in 26, 2015, 2016, I something think, like that. that I tour. think it was at that show, but like I remember because Christine McVie came back with the band and at the very end, 
uh, Stevie was like, I told Christine, you're not ready to tour. Like, you got to be in shape. And she kind of like, kind of egg, like nagged uh, Christine McVie a little bit. But I will say, I saw her um, do that co-headlining tour with Billy Joel a couple months ago. And I got to tell you, Stevie Nicks, like, I was like, oh, this is an easy layup for Billy Joel. Yeah. Stevie Nicks stole it away from Billy Joel. Like, I mean, two legends, but, and she did the end landslide. And it was the first show back since Christine McVie had, had passed. And she just, I mean, she lost it. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful oh. moment that I will never forget. But you forget what a deep catalog, not only with Fleetwood Mac, but Stevie Nicks has in general, that just blows oh, yeah. your mind. Just blows your mind. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Okay, sorry. I know we went on a little tangent there. Um, you can't Stevie. really talk about this, but the E show, the Goat, which is actually oh, it's on Freebie. Oh, Freebie. Sorry, Amazon Freebie. I keep. I'll change that. Amazon Freebie, which, by the way, they have Jury Duty, which was one of my favorite shows this year. So it is a great place to be right now. But you guys have it's like greatest of all time, and you do have like an insane cast because you have Jill Zarin. I mean, right then and there, you're in. You got Tayshia Adams. First person that I made eye contact with. When I walked into that mansion, the first, actually, the first person I saw was Tech because he's so tall. Real world. Um, tech money. Yeah, real world, 1999 Hawaii. I mean, that is a fucking legend right there. Am and Amaya I, and Colin. Oh, my God. I immediately saw Jill Zarin and Reza. And I was like, oh, God, I'm home. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Um, was that a good experience? You didn't have to go to Mars like yeah. Schwartz did. Was it a good experience? Just it was amazing. I mean, the entire cast, amazing. I knew of almost every single person. Um, obviously, it was so wild. I remember after like our full day one, like we were in day two, and we were like, How long have we been here? They're like, one day. It's only been a day. We felt like we were there for <laughs> We felt like we were there for a week after day one because you're just you're living in a house with all of these people and there's so much going on and you're filming for so many hours and then you have your downtime and it just feels like multiple days exist within one day um but it was a blast everyone was so much fun it was something very new and weird for me to do a competition series i had no idea what to expect and i've said this before like on other podcasts but one of my favorite things about doing that truly at, at the end of it all was the acknowledgement, the respect that I felt from the producers that we all did. I mean, they made it a point to really say like, you guys were all chosen for a reason and we all trust that you're great producers too. And you know how to make a great show and like, let's, you know, this is going to be amazing. Was there trepidation to go back to any form of reality television? Um, a little bit to do a competition show because I'm not a competition show watching person unless you count yeah. like the voice. <laughs> America's got talent. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I don't, <laughs> I do, I do watch survivor now. Um, because one of my friends, my new friends on the goat, he won survivor his season. So I was like, okay, I gotta watch this. That's really cool. Wait, um, did you watch out. this season of survivor? Not yet. I started oh, back so, so I can like, back to Wendell's season I think it was season 34 or 36 and he won yeah so we immediately were like wait you won so you're, you're like rich you're a millionaire you won a million dollars like wait what he's um, like let so me tell really you about fun. taxes yeah um okay <laughs> yeah, so it was a great experience overall it was good big, yeah the big brother people and just seeing how they work and those like they how they shine in those types of reality shows compared to 
Zarin, res, well, resident traders, but like, let's just say Jill Zarin and I, and like Paola Mayfield, who was on 90 Day Fiance, we're like, we didn't compete for anything and hell is going on. And like my friends and I, like we, we kick each other out all the time, but like, we're still friends and we get to come home. <laughs> so you're saying when I go, when I get eliminated, if I get eliminated, I have to like go home, home. I don't get it. <laughs> um, do we have any idea when that's going to come out? Are you even allowed to say? have an idea i'm not allowed to say but i think they'll be making an announcement fairly shortly it won't be too long because okay. i was shocked <clears throat> mars aired as fast as it did yeah they really turned that around so quickly well and now the writer strike is in full bloom and this is another place where I really want the writer strike to be resolved. Uh, I'm fully in support of the writers, but reality television, this is where another thing, you are going to see an influx of so many different reality television series coming. I thought the stars on Mars, I was like, save that for the, the strike. That seems like a strike concept because it's so wacky, but like you're going to see so many other reality television series. And, and I do think, you know, you are going to be a part of that. And I know I don't want to bust, you know, like who knows what's going to happen, but, um, Coming back to watch what happens live after you would film that scene with Ariana. Um, first off, I want everybody to know, and she said this, and Ariana said this that was on full approval of Ariana. That wasn't Kristen just like jumping in, like you had full approval of that. Um, you know, that day was fine, but then going on watch what happens live after the season had aired, and just and to remind everybody, that was one of the highest rated watch what happens lives of the scandal season. What was that experience like going back? seeing Andy Cohen, uh, audience reaction. And I loved like during that half hour, like you were standing up for yourself, you weren't taking shit. Um, what was that experience like? It was pretty wild. Um, I was, I was a little hesitant when they asked because I, like, what, oh, what do I have to say? Like, and it wasn't on the episode that I was on. So it was just a little nerve wracking to, because I don't know how to be anyone but myself. I don't know how to be anything other than brutally honest. And so I'm like, well, what if, what if I'm living in this Kristen La La Land world with all my friends going, I'm going to go on here and, and stick to my brutal honesty and, you know, cut the bullshit. And what if that does not resonate with people? What if what I'm reading on social media, all this fanfare and all of this, you know, for me is just what I'm reading on my social media. <laughs> and I sit here and go on this, this live television talk show and kind of, my ass handed to me so i was really nervous about it um but the experience was exactly how i remember it yeah it was good and what did andy say to you behind the scenes like i don't know how that person you know, i can't imagine what he has to do and how he has to play you know like it's a very interesting dynamic of having to like all these moving parts but in between like breaks and segments what does he say to you i mean is he talking about like i remember when you were here 10 years ago like what is he saying no, I mean, we kind of had that, we had that quick talk, like, right when I first walked out, like, or, you know, or before I even came out, and he's like, I can't believe you're back, like, this is so great, and when um, we, when we walked out together, and we're both wearing the orange, and he was like, did you guys plan this, like, what's happening here, but um, I feel like I have this curse on Watch What Happens Live, because every time that I've been there in the past would be dry January, so Andy wouldn't be drinking, and he just, like, wasn't as much fun, or, like, not much fun, but he like wasn't as in, engaged yeah. and kind of thinking about other things. And then this time around, he when we went to do the after show, he was like, "You guys, I'm so sorry, but I have to wrap this up really fast because I'm I'm getting on a flight to Miami like right oh, now." Yeah. And I'm like, 
can, can I just have, I mean, I did get to do a shot ski. That was my first time on the show doing a shot ski, but can I just have okay. a moment where you're not <laughs> rushing around? Hello. Uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Yeah. And the audience reaction was like insanely positive. Um, so I think that's huge. How do you yeah. then transfer this over? Cause you, you have the podcast, you started the podcast before Scandaball, just to remind everybody, the podcast is growing and growing and growing. And my big question, you know, with, to you even last week was, you know, you already were doing this. You were talking about relationships. You were talking, and you of course would dip into, you know, Vanderpump stories because it is your life, but now you know, people want to hear, you know, oh my God, we need every, we need every moment. We need you to mine every memory. And you're like, Hey, listen, I want to talk about all this other stuff too. And you do it with your boyfriend, Luke. How are you going to manage post scandal Like where are we headed with the podcast? And are you, are you continually excited to have that forum? Definitely. We love doing the podcast. It's so much fun. We both love talking about relationships. I always have clearly sex. I love the psychology. I want to hear from, from everybody, from, you know, just regular people that ha are going through things as well as, you know, therapists and professionals. Um, but as far as when we added that recap segment, obviously that really had people stoked and that is all over now. So we're listening, we're reading emails, we are reading DMS and what it appears that the people want is that the people <laughs> want us to start recapping from season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I, I would think, figure. I think that we will try to take a dive to that world. And it is a world that I swore to God I was never gonna allow Luke into was watching old seasons. But Luke looks at it oh. as a job. He's like, it's a job. Like it's just he's like, I don't watch reality TV anyway. I'll watch whatever and I'll comment on it and the way that I see it. So we're gonna give that a try. Um, there are some moments that I'm going to just skip right past. <laughs> I think they're kind of unnecessary. So I don't know exactly what this is going to look like. Um, this is going to be like our first go at it. But I think I, I, I want to talk about like the stuff that people don't know, the stuff that you didn't see or like the little insider scoop kind of a thing, as well as that. and some really fun moments too. You know, it's, it's like a yearbook, like a video yearbook of my life. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it, true, it truly it is. Well, I mean, the behind the scenes stuff is completely fascinating, but may I suggest, and you probably have already thought about this, is why can't you bring that relationship psychology and all that stuff aspect to these episodes? And also what would be fascinating of what you thought at the time and what you think now? Because we do grow as people, right? Like, do you, are you, do you go to therapy? Are you, uh, yeah, right? Almost like, nine years with my therapist. <laughs> I mean, my longest can you, relationship ever. <laughs> he's like, are you, she, she, or he is like, are you going to break up with me? Are we good? Like, what is it? I mean, that's actually, but like from that perspective, I think mining the past can be healthy and it would be interesting from that angle that you already talk about. Like that's a no brainer. Like, I feel like you can do the best of both worlds. Yeah. I think for me, it's going to be really easy because I lived it and I'm so far past it now. I think it's going to be more like a wow factor and a shock factor to me going, Oh my God, like, what did we do? What did I wear? What, what is happening right now? Um, it'll be like, I think like very comical on my end. And I'm, I don't know about Luke. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, He's yet to see one early episode. So do, do you got about 15 more minutes, Kristen? Uh -huh. Okay, cool. 
I'm going to ask one more pop culture question and then we'll end with some Vanderbump rule stuff. Um, in terms of what are you watching right now, non Vanderpump rules related? I know you're a fan of the show on Max Undercover Underage, which we yes. both know RuPaul. She's been on the show a couple of times and I so, so love her. And you, uh, I mean, it's hard to say you enjoy that show because it's such a deep, painful, powerful show. But yeah. I know you I think watch it's an that. important show. I think it's a yeah. really important show. Um, I actually just watched this this past, I missed it on Monday and I watched it last night and I was really mind blown about like the quickness of these takedowns and like how she explained, I mean, I won't, you know, drag this on too much, but just if you guys haven't seen Undercover Underage, it's a phenomenal show really highlighting how unfortunately scary and easy it is for minors to be contacted, um, sexually exploited, and possibly worse by, you know, people above the age. And it's pretty disgusting. But in this past episode, it was like two of the episode, and it was about how many hours into even speaking to this adult contacting minors, they call it ACM, that they already had a takedown. And she explained, Rue explained that it it's not months and months that these children have to be groomed, but sometimes it, it's within, I think it was like within eight minutes. I just think it's something, it's it's shitty that it's entertaining in a way. What's entertaining about it is like the, the Rue aspect and the, the back end aspect. You get to see the researchers and the people that are like, Doing all the stuff that I love, Detective Doty loves to do is like take that person down. And that's what I was. That's people. what I was kind of thinking when I saw that you. I was like, there is this part of me that I was like, God, she would kind of be made for a show like this, where it, it guys, it's a mixture. I, I've had her on, but like to catch a predator mixed with like Criminal Minds, like it's yeah, it's and this like really yeah, it's very and it's it's really the second season's really even better than the first season. But yeah, I was kept thinking I was like, wow, Doty, like this seems like she would be like made for a show, not this show in well, particular, but something like this, like a social, like a social cause. Like I'm a justice warrior for a cause. And so when I got to know Rue and we became friends, that's, and I found out about Sosa, um, which is her, you know, nonprofit. I immediately was like, okay, well, which is a WeHo wine gives portion of, of our proceeds to charity. And I'm like, we're going to switch to Sosa. Like, I hope that the show gets a third season and I will do whatever I can do in my power as a friend of Rue's and as a fan of the show and as someone I think deserves this platform, you know, to to like grow as much as they can. So I hope everyone really watches it. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, and this is not this idea, but like, is there ever been a consideration in terms of where you go in the future of like producing your own show like this? Not in terms of child predators, but in terms right. of the detective Doty of it all the, oh, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, think about it of like, you know, cheating exes, like remember yeah. that old show cheaters, what cheaters. You know, like you, you host cheaters and you know, like, I mean, I could see it so clearly in my mind and you seem like you're at this place where you're in a, a state of being open to whatever possibilities are out there. What's your number one dream right now in terms of possibilities? Would be making, he's making you crazy into a series. Yeah. A book into a series. That's like, yeah. that's the top of my totem pole. Like what we wanted to do three years ago. And I think that we can still do it. I, I think what the beauty of a book is that a book lives forever. So, you know, Michelle yeah. wrote How to, Lose a Guy, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It's a stick figure, like adult children's book, basically, that was written in 1998. 
the idea was just so interesting that they adapted it into this giant film. So yeah, that was has always been when we wrote the book. That is why we wrote the book because we saw it as a series. Yeah. Um, what else are you watching right now? Naked and Afraid. I think I've seen every single episode of, <laughs> of every. I've watched XL, Savage. Um, I've seen all the Naked and Afraid. I watch them before bed mostly. But I, I can't get into the Naked and Afraid of Love. I turned it on for like five minutes. And I was like, I no. <laughs> Wait, do you got? Do you do any Ninety Day Fiance? I only did season one. Okay. I, I mean, I've done yeah. seasons since then, but I haven't gone back to it. Um, I've yeah. gone back to season one as well as Love Is Blind season one because of the friends I made on the goat. I was oh, like, yeah. I want to watch all of your all of your shows. It's happening. <laughs> Do you watch any scripted television? Uh, yes, I'm watch or I just finished uh, uh, based on a true story with Kaylee. Oh Polko. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that was really good. That was phenomenal. Um, and then yes, of course, Jury Duty. We already finished, and I can't wait to see how they're gonna do another season of that. I think there's a pot, there's a Lee way, Eisenberg. I mean, but it, oh yeah. I mean, Lee Eisenberg and Gene Stapinski, I believe the two guys that are like, wrote a lot of the like amazing episodes of The Office, they're behind that series as well. And I also think so, you could actually- So you, I know Lee because oh, he's my, he's my I didn't boss, realize they were the, the goat. goat. Oh my God, that's so cool. So I met him, he came on set for the goat maybe like for two or three days and said like, oh, my wife's a big fan. Vanderpump, can we, and her name's Emily, who's now a friend of mine. She writes for Vanity Fair. And he was like, can we FaceTime her really quickly? Um, and then, I don't know, shortly thereafter the goat was wrapped, Luke and I had dinner with them. And then he told us about jury duty. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. That's insane. I, I didn't realize they were behind that show, which adds like another level. Like that show's going to be amazing because those two guys, they, he's amazing. That's really yeah. incredible. Um, okay. Finish up with Vanderpump Rules, which thank you for, um, you know, humoring me here. Uh, everybody wants to know, and you've covered this already, but if you could do it for Maya show, where are you with Katie right now? How are you and Katie Maloney? I was actually at Katie's apartment yesterday. Um, she lives down the hall. And we were trying uh, some new red wines because we're going to bring our, our potion number three for Witches of WeHo. So we got some red wine sent to us to give a try and choose our bottle and choose our logo and all of the info, you know, all the cool stuff on the back. So I was at her place yesterday for like a few hours um, Dude, with the dog I mean, and I, hanging out. I know she, I mean, I know what a sad, you know, year and a half, like what she's gone through, but like, doesn't she look incredible? Like she Amazing. looks incredible. And her, like, her new like Natalie and Brulia haircut. And I'm actually, after we're done here, I'm going to something about her to see it for the first time. Are you real? Are you, see that, what if, I mean, like, that'd be horrible for me to be around bread all the time. Like, I would hate that. <laughs> I mean, like, it truly is like that, like, blessing and a curse. Okay. So, you and Katie are great. You and Katie are good. Um, it'll be, uh, where are you and Schwartz? Because you've always even said, like, you've stood up for Schwartz plenty of times. Um, you know, I do sometimes feel like he's, like, you know, that puppy dog. And sometimes he abuses that. Uh, he, he depends on that. But you have all of these amazing memories with Schwartz. Where are you with him right now? And, and are you excited to see his future? Or are you worried about him? I'm a little worried, but I'm excited. I think if Schwartz just needs to like, I mean, I love him. I love him to pieces. He and I have been fine, been great. I haven't seen him in a minute. Obviously, he was in Australia for a while. We still text a lot. Luke golfs with him on occasion. 
Um, but moving forward, I just, I just want Tom to like stick, like stick to something, stick, stand up for yourself, stick to what you, you believe in. Like you're, you don't have to be an asshole to have values and morals and beliefs that you like, don't be a doormat because when you're a doormat yeah. for some people, you end up being an asshole to others. Oh, that's really, I like that. I mean, I don't like, I mean, but yeah, that no, actually makes know, a lot of sense. It's like, if you stand for nothing, you're going to fall for anything. It's also that like, so you end up looking like a total douchebag all because you didn't stand up for what you believe in. Okay. I love that actually. So, uh, and also be interesting what his relationship with is with Sandoval going forward, because they are a brand like, you know, Sandoval loves his brands. They're a brand. So it'll be when a brand breaks up or a brand continues, it'll be interesting. Season 11 is the season of brands. Where are you with Lala right now? She did your podcast. You've done hers. Yeah. Well, really quick with Schwartz, but I think the most powerful thing that could happen right now is in season 11 is that if Schwartz just says, I'm tired of your shit. I've put my everything into this bar truly. And you are now going to like take a seat and you're going to let me be the number one Tom for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, it, but see, that would be great. Like, like, you know, we see Katie step into her power. It would be nice to see Schwartz step into his and see who that real, because I will say, even from talking to all of you guys, you all say really positive things about Schwartz, but at the same time, you know, it, it's one of those things, the old adage of like who you surround yourself with, you are going to get blowback. And of course, Ariana's not going to not want to talk to him for a while. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like you are a piece of that. You're an accessory to the crime. Um, where are you yeah. with Lala? I know you guys do each yeah, other's Lala podcast. And, yeah, Lala and they are great. Um, you know, she has her house in Palm Springs, so she's kind of gone a lot. Just saw her and her whole family. We all went to the Universal thing for Rock's birthday. So that's always so fun, and I can't wait to spend more time with her this summer. Same okay, with Sheena. With Sheena, okay, this is the bad one. DJ James Kennedy. I, I, this is, uh, don't, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who? Listen, Kristen, the only reason I'm asking is that I want this to be on season 11. They always use a podcast and somebody says something so insane that they bring it up on the podcast. I'm joking. It's the fucking empathy that we talked about in the very beginning. The empathy is so disgustingly strong that they're now saying James Kennedy's the number one guy in the group because he wasn't that big of an asshole this season. Well, but that's what I said. kind of funny. He's kind (laughs) of funny, so he's not a total piece of shit. Like, well, okay, listen. How about I, there are no number one guys, and all the girls are like doing a kick-ass job. I mean, com- I completely agree. But that is the funny thing. To my point earlier too, is that well, two things can be true at once. Just because Tom Sandoval is a bad guy doesn't mean DJ James Kennedy has to be a hero. I said if you look at the history of the show, and that's really what we can judge. You can judge in a different context. But we have, you know, you've seen time and time again. So what I kept warning the audience in my recaps, I said. He's very funny. He's very quick, you know, but it really, the goodwill we have for him, it's really up to him to ruin it again, because all of his patterns that we've seen in the past, if we're to judge Sandoval or Schwartz or Jax or anybody, those things are going to come back to haunt him potentially as well. If he doesn't kind of change his ways, that's just from a, I don't know him. This is from an outsider's perspective. You have that different perspective. I'll speak as a viewer for a hot second, but like, if you do look at his pattern of things, he has been, horrific to not just the guys but to the girls like he has said some really un- unspeakable things like in the past like katie's weight or this person's a whore or like 
spitting on my door and cheating on people. And it's like, he's actually done the worst of the worst that the audience has ever seen. And the only reason that he's funny, quote unquote, this season is because those funny moments are when he's not under fire. It's because someone else was worse than him. But the second he was even, you know, nudged a little bit, you poked that bear a tiny bit, like Schwartz did at the beach day. He's like, oh, is, is that bigger than... And he, Schwartz was just making a dumb joke because that's what Schwartz does, right? Ha yeah. ha, very crumbles, funny. Yeah, yeah. He lost his shit and threw a drink because that is who he is. Well, because so, he's a child too. He's arrested development. There's a child. And that's why even with the Raquel crap, it's like, it's not Raquel. It's like this Sandoval thing of like, I love you and my brother. You, you know, it's like this very childlike way of looking at trauma and I don't mean that as a, we need to coddle him like Schwartz, but no, I do think it is something tantrums. that- Yeah, well, and also these men, their aversion to therapy is insane. Like Schwartz yeah. as well, of like, I don't need therapy. I got Schwartz and Sandy's. I'm like, therapy's good therapy, not Schwartz and Sandy's. And DJ James Kitty's like, I don't need therapy. I'm great, look at me. I'm playing Imagine Festival, look at me. No therapy. Yeah. But that's why, because I will sometimes, I'll always remember Sandoval, but I'll, for some reason, completely- total recall my memory and forget you guys were together. Like I forget, like I, <laughs> you too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but also uh, guys, I'm not ignorant of the fact of what's going around, but I'm sure whatever that is will come up to play in later seasons or whenever that is. Where are you with Jax? Does he follow you yet again? Or are you still blocked? Sure. If he follows me or not, I know my number is no longer blocked because we are on a group chat and I finally see his messages pop up. <laughs> I did take his phone from him reunion one we all had a, a watch party at I think it was reunion one or was it the finale I forget um Jan our friend Janet's house and I immediately was like hand me your phone give it to me right now I'm unblocking myself put your passcode in do all the stuff if this happens again I'm going to change your password and only Brittany will have it like enough Jackson and I I mean we were great well because you and Brittany are like bffs you and yes. Brittany are like so tight which is so interesting like your relationship with Jax has been so wild but like you've known him for so many years now it's and you know he is you know like you know really great father he has this great home life situation but it's like still falls into this you can anger it's like the men were so soft Yes. Oh my God. He drives me absolutely fucking crazy. And then he's always like, Oh, you know, I mean, if I don't, if I don't hear this twice a week, it's we're like, cause we're like brother and sister. I'm like, you don't treat your sister like this. I know your sister. You are a far bigger asshole to me than you are to anybody else. He's like, Oh, it's without history. I'm like, can you think, can you be nice to me? Like, I'm so God, nice to uh, you. Okay. So, but I would love to see you guys potentially on a show together at some point again, and to see that on screen, it would be truly, that might be weird for me to say. I don't know if that's ever been thought of, but who knows? I, I um, think that would be a great idea. Um, but by the way, you've got to promise me, Kristen, if, if this does ever, if you guys do, you can't pull punches. You can't play. Like, I mean, that's the other thing too. It's like, what sucks is that you're going to have to not be crazy Kristen, but you're going to, you know, like, that doesn't scare you at all? Like putting yourself back out there like that? No, because I don't have any skeletons. skeletons Can't we just make one? We need one my, skeleton. We need to find one skeleton. My closet is completely empty. The skeletons are gone. So like at me standing up for myself, I don't have to worry about Jack's coming for me or like, you know, disclosing something that he shouldn't be or someone else. So I can still stand up for myself, for my friends the way that I always do. And I don't have to worry about anything. 
Um, you are you are linked, uh, um, I mean, forever with Stasi. Um, you know that is one. Of, you know, and and people will always ask. You know, when I told my Patreon you were coming in, that was like a, such a huge. Oh my God, Stasi! Oh my God, Stasi! And Stasi isn't been on the show for as long as you haven't been on the show. She's a very successful podcasting. You know, mother. We're both friends with Bo, her husband, and or you know, and um, where are you guys? I mean. Like, I actually and, talked to her yesterday. Really? Um, yeah. So she, I was, when I was at Katie's house, Katie was telling me that Stassi has her, she's on her tour right now for a podcast and she has uh, an LA date on Saturday. And I was like, oh, wait, should I go? That'd be kind of fun. So I text Stassi and she was like, oh my God, yeah, come. Let me know if you want to bring anybody. Like, and then we just kind of started messaging back and forth about some other things. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, you never, you never know. I mean, would you ever, I mean, that's the other thing is people are like, Oh, ever does everybody, if everybody comes back, does Stassi come back? Does everybody come back? I mean, every, the, uh, the fans are kind of so curious in this point of time of what potentially could be the future. But at the same time, we're kind of just wondering like, Oh, are you guys friendly? So it's really good to hear that you are. Um, yeah. I mean, we definitely don't like hang out in the capacity that we used to. I'll always consider her family. We just have very different lives right now. Obviously. I mean, she has a child, she's married, she's pregnant again. She's touring right now. We just have different lives, but you know, we've had conversations in the past where she's like, we're always going to be friends. Like, well, I'm always going to love you. It's just, it just might look differently. And I think that's yeah. just as we grow up. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I mentioned this on your show and guys, once again, podcasts, go subscribe to hers right now. Um, I'm going to put all that information in there and make sure you leave her a five-star review on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Don't even do it for her. Do it for Luke, man. He needs this. Luke <laughs> needs this desperately. Like, no, I'm just, it's really a great <laughs> podcast and I was so lucky to be on it. Um, but I brought up last week cause I was bringing up that suck a dick moment and all these moments where I'm like, Oh my God, that's so iconic. And you were like, no, that's not, uh, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, you weren't saying that gruff, but you were kind of like these moments that the fans love that we like, listen, I've used that slap meme format a thousand times. And now that I know you, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I can ever use that meme format again. Cause it feels <laughs> wrong, but like you, you know, you're part of these iconic moments that you potentially are not the best parts of your lives. Um, I, that is so weird to, to reconcile. Is that so hard to reconcile for you? How much we adore these moments that weren't good for you. I, I, I can, I can try to understand it, um, from, you know, some like being in someone else's shoes that like, doesn't know me. It's just for me. I'm like, Oh my God, that's like one of the most cringy of my life of just being like, and messy and not in therapy and very I mean now that I look back obviously I was going through a lot of shit and I was being cheated on and I was being gaslit but I didn't have the tools to recognize how to react to those things yeah so it's just like oh my god but I guess with the cringe worthy moments that proves growth right <laughs> I mean but by the way it's, if that moment happened today 
you guys would have both been fired probably you both would have yeah. been out of there like we don't have like we have different rules in reality television right now um and then finally of course everybody wants to know what about you and peter no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking um but what is it with peter how is he like he's like still there Peter's he's like hysterical. he's the old constant he's like just always there he's actually even dated some of you like in the very early beginnings he's just always some of, there. some of them <laughs> some of them yeah yeah but like what's peter's deal like he seems like just always there he, he doesn't really get into trouble i mean he even had a like a minor raquel storyline this season yeah like he's just old faithful he really is old faithful give, you know give or take 10 minutes peter yeah. just i he just cracks me up i uh Okay. I don't know. Uh, that... He's just my full comic relief. When he did my podcast and we had him over my apartment, I mean, he was here for hours. And right when he walked in, he's like, I have a present for you. And it was the I'm not a starter pony t shirt. And I'm like, just Peter, I fucking love you. <laughs> and it was his head on, what is that called? A centaur? Like his head on yeah. like a horse's body. <laughs> That's I remember when Peter, Peter. <laughs> Peter sold candles like years ago. And then I remember his like image for the candles. The candle label was a little bent on the labeling. Like, like Peter was always like, you know, putting out like these kind of cool things, but then there'd be always something just a hair off with it. And I'd be like, Oh, Peter, you're Oh God. Um, he, like not to and, 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 Peter. I love you. But like, what are these Weight Watchers TikToks that he's doing? I'm like, okay, you got a brand deal for Weight Watchers. But like one of them was like him, like a la Chris Harrison during Bachelor Nation, like when they're having bachelor viewing parties, you know, where he pops up to people's doors and he's like, Chris Harrison here. <laughs> Peter's like popping into these houses and going, I got a Weight Watchers phone for you. And I'm like, <laughs> how I would feel if I were not on Weight Watchers and Peter Madrigal showed up at my door and was like, you should be on Weight Watchers. Like, let me help you. Well, Chris didn't even above that. What if they didn't yeah. even know Peter Madrigal? Like a strange man with a ponytail just <laughs> hopped into my door and said, I need to go Weight Watchers. Like, that's insane. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And then finally, the, the tri trifecta is you and Lisa Vanderpump. She's the head of the series. It's a show. You've always had kind of a uh, dynamic relationship, uh, to put it nicely. Like, where are you guys now? And and uh, did she ever say thank you for coming back for that uh, scene in Scandal? I have not spoken to her. I've, I think I've seen her one time at TomTom, Tom and I just said hello because it's her restaurant, and I know that she gets upset if people don't acknowledge her. I said hello to she and Ken. That was it. And other than that, I haven't talked to her since you know, 2020. Did did Ken come up to you and be like, as long as I've always in a jacuzzi with Raquel <laughs> and it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> so you haven't talked to her in 2020. And then finally, um, uh, sorry to Scandaball. Sandoval. Will we talk to Sandoval again? I don't know. I mean, I have no desire, no hope, no dream of that. The only thing I did get a lot of people going like why did you like this photo on like on his Instagram, which was um, with the passing of our friend Ollie, who was Tom's yeah. best friend? And I literally unblocked Tom. I had actually I text Tom during that time, but he didn't respond. That was fine. It was just like a human to another human that I wanted to reach out. A lot of us did. Um, but other than that, no, I just think he's such a joke right now. Which, by the way, that was a right move on Ollie. Like, that's what you do. Like, the, people don't yeah. realize that, like, Kristen knows Tom's family. Kristen knows these friends. These are her, you know, like, this is part of her life, even away from reality cameras. So, like, that to me, 
actually kind of comforted me. I was like, oh, see, like, you know, like you guys are humans like anybody else. And you're reaching out to somebody based on a horrific event. But right. Raquel does not deserve that at all. So, you know, Raquel's like persona non grata. Yeah, I, I've never, I mean, I've never been friends with Raquel. Um, <laughs> like twice ever, you know, but I would like to say, like, I, what I really want to get across here is that I would like Ken Todd, God bless your heart, to stop calling me thinking that I'm one of the Toms. I'm not. He sends me text messages, files, he calls me, he leaves me voicemails. I got a call like a week ago. And I mean, bless his heart. Every time it's happened in the past for years, for years, like since Tom Tom opened. And I'll like, I'll like text the boys, text both the Toms. And I'm like, Ken called me again. I think he's trying to get hold of you guys because I got a voicemail for Tom. I don't know how to make it stop, but I just, I'm getting some things that aren't really any of my business. Tom, did you check out the numbers this week on Tom Tom? The numbers are very well. That's yeah, amazing. That's like, like that. the, that is, okay, that's huge. That is, that is, okay. Um, So, Kristen, thank you so much for this. You truly are a legend in this, and I could have done this for hours and hours. Thank you for, I mean, these are painful questions, some of them, Um, and thank you for doing this. I know it is so tiring because you are on the tail end of all of this, but no, I'm really so excited fun, for the future. I'm excited for your future. You. Yeah, BS. You're literally going to keep, but but hopefully you'll come back on just to do a pop culture roundup with nothing to do with Vanderpump. Um, but uh, Kristen, it has been a delight to actually get to know you a little bit, and yeah. uh, I also want to point out to people the last two years. It you know like you are somebody that seems like you have self reflected, like a you know like you are actually somebody that is. Uh, I think very unlike Sandoval in that I don't think he will ever accept about any mistakes that he's ever made in his past. So it's actually refreshing to talk to somebody that is willing to um, willing to go there and willing to uh, to actually reflect on their behavior. Um, and I hope we get to see you more on your TV screens. But if not, we're going to support in her podcast. We're going to support with that book, which you can buy on Amazon. James May, I, I went to there and you need to get a new line very soon because all the men's stuff I noticed were sold out when I went well, to buy I, something. Yeah, so I sold everything out right now because we have a new about to happen. So good. I wanted to okay. just kind of start fresh. I, I went back to like, I was talking about this yesterday with a friend, but I was saying like, I went back to the why, the why I started it to begin with. And I want to go back to that why. Um, so it's just going to be this whole new like revamped website. Like just so I, yeah, I don't want to give it away, but it's coming very soon. I'm okay, really good. And then witches of WeHo wine, they are working on their new thing. It is going to go to a good cause, a portion of the proceeds. So we'll put all that information in the show notes, but Kristen, uh, what a pleasure. I hope I didn't screw Bye. your podcast up too much. Thank you for having me no. on. And yeah. Everyone uh, I hope I get to mine. Everyone listen to this one. Listen to both of ours back to back. And tell Luke I said hi. And I will. And he'll be back this weekend. Can't stay away for too long. <laughs> Batches.